0: Hi guys. What's up? Welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast. This is episode number 98. We are getting so close to 100. Time to celebrate. 100 free and fabulous episodes. Hell yeah. This is how a self-made girl actually does it in real time. And I'm here rooting for you and cheering you on. No bullshit. Frankly, I am sick of seeing so many fake and gross people in... The I've made it success in entrepreneurial space, but it's okay. Wabi-sabi, right? We got to get over it. We can't be so judgmental. If we are a good, true Buddhist, Christian, Catholic, Muslim practitioner, we should not judge and we should only look to the good in others. Well, that's frankly bullshit too, because in real life, we're going to worry. We're going to compare. We're going to be down. We're going to be depressed. We're going to be anxious. We're going to be jealous. And ain't nobody going to tell me otherwise because I'm very real and truthful and honest here. Wabi Sabi. In episode number 98, I'm going to get really serious with you about the pangs of rejection. Feeling like a fucking loser every now and then. It's totally normal, acceptable, and part of the ride. There's no way that you could feel like you are on top all the time. Unless you are complete and utter narcissist. In our society, we've given a lot of attention to very bad and poor behavior. The ambiguity of leaving horrible trolling comments and messages to others is what prevents us from being transparent and honest. My name and face are plastered everywhere. My likeness, my IP, everything's out there in the open. I don't have skeletons in the closet. I'll tell you, one of the worst things that I've done is not really that bad. It's almost like laughable. (laughs) It's almost par for the course. Can't tell you now. Maybe I'll reveal it in a book one day. But I'll tell you for the moment and the time being, as I reverted back to my younger self over the last few weeks, I did not get a gig that I recently very much wanted. And it made me feel like a loser. And I was already teetering on that scale of feeling loser-ish. I don't know if you've been there before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't yet, but I'll be open with you guys. Most people would never think that I come off like a loser when I'm in front of the camera, shooting, producing, directing, writing. But the truth is that we all go through melancholy. We all go through down periods and it is sometimes that longing and wanting and needing and wishing and praying and dreaming for certain jobs that is actually the beauty that we need to find in life. Instead of pouting and feeling like you are in a victim mindset, instead of complaining about what everyone else is doing or not doing, I think that we must come to a place where we find our peace and our greatest life lesson in the longing for the things that we wish that we had. Sometimes God doesn't give you what you want. And it is the greatest blessing that you will ever receive. Take a deep breath in. And take a deep breath out. Remember that boyfriend that dumped you 10 years ago? (laughs) Ha 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 funny, right? Yeah, you don't want to go back to that. Just remember that sometimes not getting what you want is the greatest gift that you could possibly open. You don't know it in the moment because we're so blinded by love. Love is quite stupid and dumb. It is also beautiful and it helps us to learn and grow. But I will tell you rejection is a great teacher and a very close friend of mine. And while I am not Completely honest about all of the rejection that I've come across in my life. It seems as though I get everything that I want when that is not the truth. The truth is, there are at least two or three dozen shows that I've written, and producers, directors, agents, writers, managers will just say, This is so great. I'm sure this is going to sell. Let's pitch it tomorrow. Let's polish this up. Let's put it in a great presentation. We've got this. Let's take the meetings. And then it goes nowhere. Into the universe, out in the stars, never to return again. And the universe is where we see all of our ideas just kind of melt away. It's kind of like the person that ghosted you a few years ago. They're there, They love you. You love them. You're so into it. You call them your ride or die. You do anything for them. You wonder what you can do to keep them around, how you can reel them in, how you're gonna be their girlfriend. You're sure of it. This is the one. He held your hand and told you so. (laughs) And then he just fades away like a cloud disappearing in the blue sky. And you know what, you guys? I've been there. I don't always expose all of that and maybe hiding a lot of my demons is what has brought me to this place of like full transparency in order to grow. But I also think it's really funny that we all seem to cover up some of the things that we didn't get. So that's why today on 98, I want to be honest with you about the things that I don't always get. I didn't get this gig that I really wanted. My friend even recommended me for it personally. She's wildly successful. I love her. And when it didn't happen, my agent wrote, it looks like an offer went to somebody else for this. So I knew this is the key where we need to change our mind, right? My partner said, I will pray for you to be happy whether you get the gig or whether you don't get the gig, and so many times we put all of our eggs in one basket, we have expectations, we think we're going to get the job, the gig, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the partner, the, the house, whatever it is, and we don't get it. And then we are so let down that our world crumbles. When I was 28, I was offered a pilot with Food Network. I got to interview with three different production companies I chose one. We shot with them. Food Network made a sleazy deal. They said, if she gets the gig, she gets the gig. If she doesn't get the gig, we'll give her 500 bucks. What's it to her? Only six months of free work, labor, and intensive emotions. So guess what? I got cut a check for $500 when I was 28 years old after not getting my pilot greenlit by one person. That was the greatest gift I ever had. Because in turn, if you see, I've written seven badass books. I will always have the key to my success in my own hands. I do not rely on another network or person or manager or agent to hold my dreams in their hand. The keys are in my the palm of my hand. And guess what? The keys are in the palm of your hand too. You're in the fucking driver's seat. And if you can't see what's ahead of you, then sometimes you just need to really reassess. I was so blinded by not getting that show that was over, well over like 12 years ago, 13 years ago. I was so upset that I did not see clearly ahead of me while I was in the driver's seat. I didn't even realize that it was a full-fledged gift. When you get dumped by somebody or rejected, or you don't get the gig, This is also an opportunity for you to see and feel and remember that life is a series of different events that will happen for you. They will lead you to the path in which you were meant to be on. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but I'm telling you, yes, you, first take a deep breath. I'm telling you that if I am 40 and I have done everything I could possibly do to make it quote unquote in media and publishing, and I am so real with you, I will tell you that being rejected is a part of the process and it is how you react to the rejection and what you do with the rejection that gets you to that next level. I have auditioned for The Chew, The Fab Life, a few shows that never made it to air. One was with Freddie Prince Jr. and Allison Hannigan, and another one was supposed to be The Next Chew by the producers of Chopped. And these were for huge networks, all NBC, CBS, ABC. My agents at one point, the previous agents made me pass on The Chew, even though I had felt in my bones that show could have been a shoe in for myself. I had also made it to the last and final rounds of the Fab Life, which was a Tyra Banks show. And then again, the Allison Hannigan, Freddie Prince Jr. show. I was in the last round. The last seven people that could have filled those positions for a daytime series didn't go to air ever. And then lastly, the new Chopped Food show. I think it was called like Tastiness or something never made it to air either. There are so many little behind-the-scenes auditions, little emails, small texts, phone calls, that you will never see a true public figure going through every day because they essentially become so normal. Rejection becomes this part of life in which we have to compartmentalize and learn that it will help us to grow stronger the best way that I can put this into a visual for you, especially if you're driving or you're on the train or you're traveling right now, I want to tell you about how a plant needs all kinds of nutrients. And sometimes if you overwater it, it starts to wilt and wither away. Overwatering, overbearing, maybe being overly concerned never works. If you give it just enough sunlight, it tends to thrive. But if you give it too much sunlight, it eventually starts to wilt and wither away. If you do not take care of the plant altogether, it will shrivel up and die. Kind of like your ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I know about him, girl. (laughs) you didn't perform it's all good you move along move it along keep it moving so the point is is that everyone should take very good care of nourishing themselves with balance and great care but you must also pay attention to the different types of plants that you have so everybody has different personality traits everybody was raised differently everybody has a different genetic makeup And everybody has different types of feelings and emotions that come up. And very much like the plants out on my patio, I have to learn which ones need X amount of water, which ones need more sunlight, which ones need less. Sometimes our lives are a bit more fragile at certain times, like right now with the melancholy in the air. And sometimes they are just fucking fabulous And you feel on top of the world and you start screaming that song in your car instead of actually singing or you just want to dance or you are on top of the fucking world and you are ready to just pump it at a workout class. There are so many times in my life where I have learned that my darkness has taken over the light. And for that, that is when I have been depressed. That is when I have been anxious and that is when I have learned to let go of the things that were not meant for me. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Life is going to be made up of tiny little occurrences. Little points in time where change is the most inevitable practice that you will have to adapt to so when I didn't get the gig I reverted back to that little girl who didn't get the Food Network show I am welling up into tears immediately upon saying these words because I will never forget the cutting pain of reading an email from three of my previous agents that said Candace we are so sorry but they are not going to move forward with your pilot. I have heard the words, we're going to pass. You're not a good fit for us. You're too thin. You're too pretty. You're too cool. You're too Asian. You're too Japanese. Whether you think those things that were said to me were superficial or not is subjective. Of course they are. I didn't say those words so you guys know. Those come from mostly other women in the industry who have their own shit to deal with. That's okay because my knowledge and wisdom, the education and experience that I've gained over these two decades is what is important. You can make anyone on TV look any which way. The appearance of one should not matter as long as they are really fucking good at presenting on camera that is the most important thing in any food show and yet i have been hosed and overlooked and told no she's not for us she's too cool she's too edgy she is just not for our audience that's fine i've gotten used to that what definitely burns is seeing the same people in nepotism getting the same shows over and over and over again So it leads a lot of us in this weird category of having to redefine and reboot ourselves and figure out what can I do to change the offering so that I can be heard and seen. Well, I'm going to tell you guys that because my entire career has been made up of bullshit. And I don't mean that as in, what I do is bullshit. I mean, the feedback that I've received and, you know, all things subjective, right? To the person at the front, center and top of the network who's been telling me that I'm not there, I'm not for their audience. And these are verbatim emails I could read with receipts to you. These people are are looking for something different. So therefore you should never take it personal when you are rejected. I know it won't take away from the sting and the pain. I understand that in each of our lives, we will suffer tremendously, some more than others perhaps. And then there are those who learn how to deal with the suffering so they do not have to feel the burn as deeply and painfully The sting doesn't have to be so bad, you guys. Now, I don't know if you've been stung by a bee lately, but I have. And boy, does that first initial sting really hurt. And then it just sort of numbs out and fades away with time. You can pull the stinger out. You can grab a piece of ice. You can take a Benadryl. You can just do deep breathing meditation you can throw it in the ocean I'm usually like out at the beach when I get stung by a bee or just in the backyard I do think that we need to focus on how we can get through the pain point that deep sting and know that it is only temporary so when I was told no by the Food Network many, many years ago. I believe a, a woman named Brooke was at the top, and she clearly thought I was too young and too green. I lost who I was. For two weeks, I sat in bed and I cried. I even went back to an ex-boyfriend that felt comfortable for me to cry to. And all I could hear was, I'm so sorry, Candace. It Just wasn't meant to be. And that goes for all things in life. Funny how we revert to ex boyfriends or girlfriends sometimes when we don't have anybody else to go to. But sometimes going back to a place of comfort isn't always the best place for growth. I eventually, after that partner many years ago in LA, had to break away from the safe harbor. And I eventually ended up moving to New York City. There was one woman who still produces on the kitchen, and her name was Beth Burke. And she told me while she was producing my pilot for Food Network, I am so sorry, Candace. I know that you were meant to be in front of the camera and that your cooking skills and your knowledge and your presentation are the top 1%. I see it in you. But at 28 years old, sometimes you can seem polarizing to certain people. So she said, I want you to get out there and keep doing what you're doing. You're on book number two, two and a half, three. We'll keep going and show them one day who you are and what you are made of. And as I finish book number seven today, I am so grateful by the time I turned 39 before 40, that I had penned seven books on my own. A near miracle for a young girl raised by two immigrant parents who came from no place close to media or publishing. And as my mother has said in her previous episode with me, if Candace can do it, then I know any of you can too. What are you waiting for? You know what? You're right, Mom. That wild burning fire deep in the pit of your fucking stomach. That fire is ignited every time somebody tells you no. And I don't know if it's because I was rejected As a little girl, beyond as many times as I can remember, probably one of the most cutting was not making the JV soccer team when I knew I was fucking good enough to be on that team. And when I didn't make it, those are the things that we revert to when we get rejected. I cried and I cried. And you know what? I went to play water polo instead because I knew how good I was at sports. Sometimes you're going to miss the mark. Sometimes you're going to get overlooked. Sometimes the person that you're with, that you love, that you really cherish, does not feel the same way about you. I'm telling you right now, I want to give you a big hug and just hold you and tell you, it is okay. Life will continue. The birds will wake in the morning. They will chirp and sing. The sun will come out, it's a sure thing, and the birds will have enough to eat. So why, my dear, are you worried about one simple rejection that was not meant for you? One of the greatest blessings in life is to learn of the day when you can say, I didn't get this, it didn't happen for me whether it was the home, the apartment, the job, the new man, the new girl. It's okay. It means you're one step closer to the thing that is meant for you. I guess I've cried consistently now in the last three podcasts because I'm telling you stuff I don't tell anybody else. And I don't know why this microphone has felt so incredibly natural for me. Storytelling is so imperative to what I feel is right in my heart. And I want you to find that in your life. What is it that you share with this one world that feels so right to you? Write that down and answer that question. Storytelling for me is so beautiful when I was three and four and five, my mother was so smart, she would take my sister and I to the library for story time. And we would listen to Linda and she would read books to me and my sister amongst all other children in that room. Whether we were Asian or Latino, Hispanic, we all sat in that room together for a free lesson every week. And because of my fondest memories of Linda at the Carlsbad City Library as a little girl, of the same little girl I talked to you about who felt like she didn't belong, I somehow felt that I always belonged in storytelling. Because what books and stories and adding a lesson to the magic, what it did to me was it ignited a spark in that deepest part of my gut that allowed me to know that my place in the world existed I just needed to find it and sometimes when you're out there searching learning, growing, working practicing and I don't mean on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube I mean in real life in a real position internship, job, volunteer work when you are out there enriching your life, you are getting one step closer to all of your dreams coming to pass. I often go off script for all of my work. Because I have gotten to a point where I realized as long as I have a little bit of notes, I can fly and soar in front of a camera. Now it always wasn't Excuse me. Now it wasn't always that way. It took a while for me to feel comfortable in my own skin. And it wasn't when I was modeling tiny bikinis and high heels and jeans and people staring at my boobs or my butt. It was when people picked up a copy of my book and wrote to me and said, Candace, your work is beautiful. Please don't stop inspiring us with the words the photos, the recipes, and the Japanese culture that you share so deeply with the world. Sometimes you're going to see a lot of superficiality and that's okay. It's always been there. So much of what you see in this world, whether it is sadly war, hatred, racism, all of these disgusting things that have become so normal in bad behavior, They have always existed in this world. Your superpower is in knowing the difference between poor behavior with ambiguity and with leaving a legacy and being a woman of honor or a man of honor or whoever you are being one of honor and leaving a legacy that your mother and grandmother would be proud of. That is your bigger and higher calling. I don't mean all that bullshit woo-woo crap about my higher like calling. I mean the pit of your stomach thing that I talked about. This is very real and I know that you can feel it through all of your deepest senses. Take a deep breath in. And take a deep breath out. Sometimes on our path to finding our calling. We will be rejected time after time. Things will not work in our favor. They won't come to fruition. People won't come and help you. Nobody will recognize you. They're not listening. They're not watching. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. That's fine. You're going to have to just pick yourself up, dust yourself off and keep moving forward a Japanese proverb for you to remember, fall seven times, stand up eight. You will never know what is meant for you in this world until you get back on the saddle and keep riding. And I don't mean that ex-boyfriend, I mean (laughs) move along right away. Life is way too short to spend it with a bunch of losers that are not helping you to progress to the next level. Sometimes you need breaks from the world, from social, from friends. It's okay to give yourself time to feel all the feels and to know and learn that fall is a really beautiful time that we can learn from the leaves as they fall from the trees they let go when the time calls, and eventually they start again new. How will you ever grow and progress in your career if you don't learn to let go? So I leave you with this in knowing that each of us will be rejected. We will not get everything that we want in this lifetime. And instead of pouting and crying and trying to get attention, which very much seems the pathetic way that certain things and people are turning to these days. Why not try this? My enlightened self will ask you Can you go within? Can you put your hand on your heart? Don't do it if you're driving. Can you find a place of peace that is just for you? As Keen says, somewhere only we know? Is it possible for you to find the love and care for yourself, much like that plant that is in need of the perfect formula of nourishment? Just enough soil, just enough sunlight, just enough water, just enough love. Not too much, not too little, just right. Can you find the place of peace and knowing who you are? So when Beth Burke told me at twenty-eight, twenty-nine, 29, Candice, I know who you are. I see you. I love you. I flew out here from New York to be with you. I want you to go prove to all of these people who you are and where you're going because you know and I know that you are meant to be in this space. And I never let go, even though a decade plus later, it has been a fucking ride. And you know what? You guys know me. I wouldn't have it any other way. I like taking the shit that I have to deal with and make it into something really and truly remarkably beautiful. And that is a craft and an art that was probably given to me by my Japanese grandfather, Jun Kumai, the Impressionist artist. Some of us will have to learn to take the bad cards that were dealt or the cards that were dealt. How about this? I'm going to rephrase it because this is how we reboot and we reshape and we recreate. Let's take the cards that you're dealt right now got it that's the situation that you're in and let's look at them and see how good you have it are you breathing i hope so are you loved yes you are because i love you and i know many others that love you are you hearing me i'm pretty sure you are because i'm right here here we go your ex boyfriend i wanted to say more bad things about him but i'm going to refrain and try to take the high road today (laughs) can you feel all the feels whether it's melancholy the cold breeze the winter chill coming around the corner do you have good friends that love you and call you and even if you're not always available you know they know you love them yes and lastly Do you have a roof over your head with clean running water, a comfy bed, and warmth? I'm pretty sure that most of you do. And for that, the cards that you're dealt are not even bad. They're not even bad. To not receive the gifts in which you wish for, had hoped for, or expected is just a fucking bonus. It's not always going to be part of your story. Now, if you haven't hit your arc in your storyline yet, which I don't think you have because you have a really long way to go, I want you to know that rejection will always be a part of your story and you will not be able to see the peaks and valleys of that story until you get through and you start receiving the gifts and you start saying, hand on your heart. I'm really grateful for my friends, my parents, those who love me, the roof over my head, a partner that listens to me no matter what. For every single job that I have received, I am so grateful. I have some wonderful clients and jobs and work colleagues that I adore and love. And you know who you are. I am so grateful that I have talents and skills and you do too, that are of use as God's work. You know who you are, and you know where you're going. You better take those notes. How can you take care of yourself much like a plant? How can you nourish yourself better? Can you cut down on the alcohol, the sugar, the things that don't make you feel good? And lastly, if this for you today is about romantic rejection... Is the person on the other side that you are so indebted to really the one? Because I'm sure the first question that you can ask for yourself is, do they show up when I need them? Do they pick up when I call? Are they at my doorstep when I need them the most? And if you answered no to those three questions, I do want you to reassess what might be could be a toxic relationship. Sometimes you aren't going to get the things that you so greatly desired in your heart. And that's okay. I didn't get a lot of the things that I had wished for. It took me years, years of suffering and internal pain that I never told
1: you about. And I got through it to the other side in realizing that there was this light, this sunshine that broke through the clouds but it did
0: not happen immediately it took me many years coaching meditation travel internal grief and struggle not even telling my own best friends how deeply hurt and how painful it was to not get the things that i so badly wanted and desired with my life Now, I don't know about you, but I know if you listen to this podcast that you feel that innate desire and gut passion burning at the pit of your stomach that I spoke about. I need you to know that you will always be safe. You will always make it. God will never give you more than you can handle. And so therefore, the tiny little times of rejection the multiple times where I've tried to get the things that I so badly wanted and they didn't happen can be a big gift. I need you to recognize deep in your heart that him or her or them, she, he, they, breaking up with you, it ain't no big deal. You're going to go through life and you're going to have plenty of people to fuck and see and do and visit, etc., excuse my crass language here but this is how I talk to friends so I'm just gonna lay all the cards in the table and that was also a really great piece of advice that my older friend Kara told me a long time ago and she was with Marcus Schenkenberg at one point so I always listen to her advice if you don't know who that is look it up so I always said oh really am I going to have plenty of men like a Rolodex? And she's like, uh, yeah, girl, you're going to have plenty. This life that we live in is so full of so much. If we can learn to look within, love the longing, know the knowing, feel all the feels, be grateful for the things that you do have and know that jealousy and anger comparison They will be the thief of joy in your life, but yet they are normal. Now is the time to coach yourself out of that behavior. These behavioral patterns will haunt you for the rest of your life. The victim mindset, the poor me, the everyone look at me, the hate towards others, the use of poor speech, the talking shit about other people. These are things that will get you nowhere but backwards. So I know, Wabi Sabi, if you listen to this podcast, you want to learn shit that helps you to perpetually, perpetually motivate you into the next level. And while I know that we all belong in the upper vortex, and we are all swirling around here together We can find a place of peace together when we are kind, when we love, when we help, when we volunteer, and when we take our guard down and we are honest and empathetic and compassionate with one another. And I will always try to be this way. You know, grace doesn't mean that I'm going to be buttoned up and perfect and polished all the time. For me, in this new generation... Grace is being honest, it is being humorous, and it is giving you the insight and knowledge of what I have learned over the last two and a half decades of my career. You are experiencing the gray area, and I am so profoundly grateful to share it with you. Thank you. I love the five-star reviews that you sent me this week. Juicy. I read them all. They made me feel very good. I received a one-star not long ago, and I said, hmm, interesting. Instead of fighting back, which old Candace would do, I'm curious to read those. So, when somebody criticizes your work, be curious about it. Say, how can I be better next time and get this position? And... Is there something better for me around the bend? Maybe this person can teach me something so that I can learn and grow and become that woman that I knew and Beth Burke knew that I could always be. I want to thank you guys for listening to the Wabi Sabi podcast for 98 episodes. I am a girl of immigrant parents. I came from a middle class family. I learned that education was paramount to my success. I finished the pages for my seventh book today.
1: (laughs) Thanks to you and to God and all the spirits and Buddha, and mostly to Cece, who I miss. I've cried on this fucking podcast more times than I can count, but I am so deeply grateful and indebted to you as a listener. So I want you to know, aside from all the bullshit that I spew on here every single week, that I am so grateful for your ear to lend. (laughs) If anything, I owe you. Because I don't have to pay for a lot of expensive therapy all the time. (laughs) But I also just want you to know that the gray area will always be just that. Murky, uncertain, and very untraditional. So if you're like me, stop following societal norms and make that shit happen from the pit of your stomach because you can get there. If I can do it, as my mom says, anyone can do it. Keep going and don't you dare give up. Thank you so much for all of your comments, your comments on Instagram and TikTok, and all of your reviews on Amazon, Apple and Spotify Pay me in your deepest resources of gratitude and kindness. And I thank you for writing those. If you can please write one if you haven't and subscribe to my newsletter, I would feel so grateful so we can keep growing this podcast and be the female Tim Ferris that I know you have been longing for. Who else is going to talk about their old friend and Marcus Schenkenberg? <laughs> I love you guys. Have a great week. And I
0: really hope... Okay, he's a male model, so you guys know, from a long time ago. I was like in awe over her story of how she did him and how many men in her life would come after that. And it would be all good. (laughs) That goes for you too. Have a fabulous week. I adore and love all of you guys. From New York to LA, Tokyo, and beyond, you can do it all. Just make sure to nourish, sunlight, love, Not too much, not too little, just right. And rejection will always be a part of our story. So keep going, because I don't want to be friends with anybody who hasn't been rejected at least 20 times. It's a badge of honor. See you next week. And thank you again for episode 98 listening. Ciao for now.